When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Miss Kay. The Robertson family is telling it all in our new movie, The Blind. Here's the next episode of The Blind Movie Podcast with the women my four boys married. Hey guys, my name is Jill Dasher. Um, I'm married to Zach Dasher, who wrote the story of the blind and produced the blind. It has always been in his heart dream, I don't know how you say that, to tell this story of his mom, um, which you'll find out the role she plays if you watch the film, and his uncle, Phil, and Aunt Kay. And so I'm honored to have the privilege to have walked alongside this beautiful family for many, many years. And I'm sitting here today with the duck wives um, without the guys. So, you know, no telling what is going to come out on today's podcast because they're not going to be interrupted by other men. So I'm here with Lisa and Missy and Corey and Jessica, and we are going to have a tell all session. Okay. Um, So I was thinking about what I wanted to ask you guys. And, you know, we've been in y'all's lives Well, actually, I'll say the world has been a part of y'all's lives since you've been married. Um, But they didn't see a peek into the dating years of y'all's lives. And so what I want to ask is, what was it like to date a Robertson man? Lisa, you started this whole thing. You started this whole thing off, so you go first. That's right. Um, It was very intimidating um, especially whenever um, I would go to, you know, their house or anything, because I don't know, Phil was just Phil, you know, and um, but then he had the I call them his snot nosed little brothers, because um, that's what they were. They were, you know, hey younger now, and you don't think that about <laughs> Jap, maybe Jap. Um, but um, you know, it was I don't know. It's what America sees. It's that family that all-together family. And every time I went, I had an older brother and an older sister who were already left home. Um, And so I got to see what a family interaction looked like, you know? Mm -hmm. And then Granny and Paul lived there. And um, so it was just, I mean, one big happy family. And the food was great. And um, so I I had a great time. So Al was just kind of a bonus. You loved the family, family, you know. Yeah, yeah. And he was so stinking good looking. It was just, oh, my word. So, um, yeah, I mean, he was, he was my everything at that point. But then whenever I met the family, it was like, wow, I could, you know, I could have all of this. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. What about Jace? Was he a romancer? Like what, what was dating Jace like? I can't even. (laughs) Well, so, well, he had an old gold truck and I said, that's the only gold he ever had. And I loved it because it had a bench seat and I could slide all the way over to him. So I wanted that gold truck on the dates. When I was dating Jace, Willie was around and they would fight over the Nissan truck, which was a little 
small cab truck because it was the nicer one. And so I knew who won the fight whenever Jace would pull up in the gold truck, which was my favorite because I could sit all the way towards him, but he wanted that little Nissan cab truck. And uh, it's like, well, and when, when he would pull up in that, I knew Willie won, uh, Willie lost. That <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And that Nissan truck. there. That the Nissan truck. size. Originally, I think so. Oh, yeah. I left that truck down there. I yeah. always say yeah. that they never sell cars; it just moves to somebody else right. until yeah. it That's right. eventually yeah. like yeah. dies and they get rid of it. But <laughs> and they move it, on it really just like moves mm -hmm. from family member well, to family like, member. Lisa, I, I was attracted to the whole family once I started dating Jace, and I remember the first time I drove out to their house during the daytime, and it was thirty minutes away from town, and I thought this is forever. But seeing all of the nature and the trees, I thought, I didn't even know this was around here in West Monroe because I grew up in town, yeah. you know, in, in the city. And so, uh, but getting stuck out there in an ice storm or a flood was the best thing. Oh. Because everybody, it seemed, it was like ants on a hill. Everybody seemed to gravitate towards that house because there was food, there was laughter, there was fellowship, there was good times, and there was nothing else because they had nothing else but each other and just a few places to sit and lay down. That was it. Plenty of pots and pans. Yeah. Pantry was always full somehow, but you weren't there for all of uh, what you would think that you would be going to someone's there house. There was no for. fluff. It was it was the oh, relationship. No, there was no fluff. I love the that. The only fluff was dirt and grime <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. little dust here and there. I love, I love that. <laughs> but it didn't matter because that's where you wanted to be. I was in fifth grade the first time I ever went down there. I had met Willie at summer camp the year before and thought he was so cute. I remember seeing him across the way, his dimples and everything. <laughs> and he didn't have a beard yet. He was third grade. But um, he, I thought he was so cute. And, um, and I'll never forget, he asked me on the moonlight hike and I was so excited. But then I didn't see him because, you know, he lived in the country and I lived in the city, whatever, West Monroe, the city. But um, I went down there because they were having a fish fry and that was something that they did. And they didn't have a lot of money at that time, but they always were so generous and so hospitable. And they would go catch a mess of fish and have a big fish fry and invite the church down. And I remember being so excited and I walked in and I saw Phil for the first time. And he looks exactly like you would imagine. White t-shirt, camo pants, yeah. big black beard. It was black, not gray. Yeah. Then, and I'll never forget walking up to him, my friend and I, and he said, have you met my boys, Willie, Jess, and Jason Silas? And we're like, yes, sir. And he said, they're going to make good husbands someday. <laughs> and we were in fifth grade when he says this. He's like pitching his science to us. And he's like, they're going to make good husbands. He said, they're good fishermen. They're good hunters. They're going to be good providers. And I remember thinking, well, I just thought Willie was cute, but okay, that's that's a good I do with that. That's a good there. Yeah. 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 And um, so yeah, I just remember just coming into that house and it just being like exactly like he explained, just warm and plenty of food and lots of laughter. And Willie did like weird things to impress me. He like ate sardines and out of a can, okay, and I, I like thought that was so too. weird. And you do? Yeah. No, I thought that was so weird. I was like, who eats sardines out of a can? But um, all this just crazy stuff because you know they really just lived a really simple life, and it was there was an attraction to that. And um, then dating Willie, whenever I, my senior year we started dating, and about three months before we decided we we're getting married, it didn't take long. He knew. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Just quit when you know you know. That's right. You know, you That's know. right. Now, Jessica, it's funny because we actually met 
right when you and Jep started dating. Yes. And because I remember Zach and Jep, you know, their cousins, they yep. were known as the cute Christian cousins. Uh-huh. That was their, you <laughs> yeah. know, tagline. Yes. <laughs> and I remember Jep came up to Harding to visit Zach, my husband. And he was going on and on about this beauty. Oh, she's beautiful. I mean, she's the prettiest woman I've ever. Y'all got to meet her. And of course, he's talking about you. And so I got to peek into a little bit of y'all's dating relationship. Yeah. But which was really the, short. Mine share, was way different than y'all. Share with the world what <laughs> so, that was like. Yeah. Yeah. So when Jeff and I met, um, I mean, we didn't date for very long, but we met. Um, I guess it was two thousand one. We met in February, quickly knew how much he and all his friends love Jesus. And um, I don't know if everybody else knows, but after one night of them sharing the gospel, I was like, I need to be baptized. They were like, well, let's keep studying. I was like, no, I need to be baptized now. And so they were like, okay. So we went to a local neighborhood in a pond. Later on, I don't know why I didn't think about snakes or gators or anything, but, and Jet baptized me. And at the time, we were just barely friends, you know. Um, I did not know he would soon become my husband, Uh, but that was in February. Uh, We met in February, March, he baptized me, and I started going to White Sawyer Road and never left. And then we started dating in June. We got married in October, so it was really quick. I didn't really know him very well, but I just knew how much he loved Jesus, and I knew there was just this friendship and companionship and kindred spirit I had with him. And one thing that I love and I really think that drew me to Jeff is the way he was with his mama, with Miss Kay. And so I knew he was just the kindest, sweetest man, and just the way they would tickle each other and love each other. Even now when we go on vacations, he piles in next to Kay and holds her hand and watches movies still to this day. And I, you know, that was one thing that really, it stood apart for me. It wasn't like this big manly man, even though he loved to do guy things and hunt and fish and everything, but there was just this sweetness about him that I saw when he was with his mama. I love that so much. This is Miss Kay. And Uncle Si, thanks for checking out the Blind Movie Podcast. When you see this movie, you'll know that redemption isn't out of reach for any of us. On the blind, on digital today. Visit theblindmovie.com. Think back through your dating, through your marriage, because I don't know when this happened for you guys, but when or do you remember finding out about the, the fuller story of Kay and Phil? Like, when do you remember getting the, the backstory of those tough years? Um, was it just something you heard about in stories as you dated? Or was there this, you know, moment where you remember hearing about that? Kind of share, like, how you came to know the, the Phil and Kay before they were the Phil and Kay that you guys met. I can start with that because of Aunt Jan. So Jan was my fourth grade teacher at our local Christian school here. And she was my favorite teacher of all time. And she's the only one that paddled me. (laughs) (laughs) I can believe that. (laughs) So, um, but I, I loved her. I loved her quirkiness. I loved her passion for everything that she taught us. And I loved her crazy, weirded out husband that would come in and make us all super like laugh at everything. (laughs) We were having a bad day or if Jan was having a bad day, Gordon would pop in and make every tension disappear. 
And so we, we could not wait for those Gordon pop-ins. And um, getting to know Jace, when I was dating, I would hear him talk about Aunt, his Aunt Jan, Aunt Jan. And I was like, oh, I, knew, I knew a Jan one time, you know. And the more he talked about her, one time he said, Gordon. And I was like, huh, that's weird. I know a Jan and Gordon. And I mean, we were, we've been dating a year or so, and I didn't know anything about their relationship. And when I found that out, it was almost like the nail in the coffin for me. I'm like, I'm in. I'm in with this family because of Jan. So when I realized that more stories started coming out, because I started asking a lot of questions, that's when I started learning about the relationship with Jan and Phil and Kay and how she really is the one who brought him the message of Jesus and that, that Phil responded to her and then to Bill Smith. And so... I knew her, I admired her more because of that, but then I really started um, asking Jace more about, you know, his childhood, his life, because I didn't, I didn't know all of that. I grew up in a very sheltered church mm -hmm. environment. My, my mom was a, was a music teacher and my dad was a preacher, and I was very sheltered and very secure. And then to start understanding that my boyfriend, fiance, husband, grew up in an environment that was completely the opposite of mine. Mm -hmm. I'd heard those stories of people. I didn't know any of them. And so um, it was very uh, chilling for me to hear those words coming from him. Phil was not a real warm and fuzzy guy then. And so having conversations with Phil about that was not really happening. It was just getting it from from Jace. And so that's why, you know, I said this in the group podcast, hearing Jace's uh, perspective and then hearing Kay's perspective and now hearing Phil's own perspective of the trauma and the pain that he inflicted on his family and how God redeemed that has been an amazing journey for me to watch and see and learn from. That's incredible. I didn't know that. I did not know that Jan was your teacher. Oh that, my goodness. That really? just, I know. I, I'm tearing up as you're sharing that story. Oh, no. Well, I'll give you one more little nugget then because when I was in the fourth grade, Phil and Kay visited our church, White's Ferry Road. And I found this out years later. Jan turned to Jace, who was visiting with them, and pointed me out and said, You see that girl right there? You're going to marry her one day. I believe that. <laughs> I'm just, uh, Jan, what, that is exactly the kind of woman she was. Um, and y'all listening to this podcast, you're hearing names like Jan and Bill Smith, and you know, you've got to watch The Blind if you want to know who those characters are, right? Um, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, any of you guys have other, any additions to just finding out about those stories? Well, with I didn't know. So one of Jeff's, his first pickup line when he first introduced himself is, I'm Jeff Robertson. I was like, yeah, I'm Jessica. He goes, my dad's the duck commander. And I was like, I, I don't know what a, a duck commander is. <laughs> he goes, you don't know Phil Robertson? I was like, no, I don't know Phil Robertson. And so we, I grew up in a hunting family, but it was, we deer hunted mainly and they very rarely ever duck hunted. So I didn't know who Phil Robertson was. I never heard the name. 
Um, and so that was his first pickup line that like, yeah, was a big whop. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, I don't know what to say after that. But um, so I didn't know really until after we got married and I started going down there, we had one vehicle. So it was either go to work with Jep and sit down there and watch Kay cook and answer phones or sit at home by myself. And so I would go down there and do that. And that's really where I learned their, their history and just their, you know, basically their love story and, um, and the commitment and the, and just seeing that. Mm -hmm. I love that. Love it. So for me, our family stories, what's really crazy is our family stories intertwine like way before we even knew. And that's part of the movie too. Like there's a little nod to yes. it in the film. But um, I feel like one, Phil and Kay have always just been really open and vulnerable about their life and their struggles so that it can help other people. And I think as we all came in as wives, like Kay really was just so open with her with her stories and her struggles and all the things. And it helped us to be able to be open about the things that we're going through and talk to her or talk to somebody about it, which I think was a real gift to each of us in our marriages. But but go back to the very beginning. But whenever Kay moved to West Monroe, and it's depicted in the film, you see whenever Bill kicks her out of the home and she moves with three boys to West Monroe, Louisiana, she came here because Jan was here and because Jan was a part of a church, which... Um, our family was a part of as well. And so Kay um, got a job at my granddad's business at Howard, um, Howard Discount Stores. It was a chain of discount stores that our family owned at the time. And so that's where Kay worked during that time when she and Phil were separated. Mm -hmm. And um, the church gave her an apartment, gave her a place to live, and she got a job. And um, so it was really neat to have my dad actually portrayed my granddad in the film and given Kay that job. And so, yeah, it's really incredible to look back and see how God intertwined our lives. Even Willie and I were would have been two and three at the time. It's crazy. When yeah. that happened. And um, he was weaving it together the whole yeah. time. Yeah. And all of you have mentioned in some way about the family being open and being willing to share their story. Um, because there's a lot of tough moments in their story. Yeah. And we depict a lot of those tough moments on the blind, but not all of the tough moments. Right. You know, if, if we were to have put all of the tough moments on this screen, we probably wouldn't get, <laughs> we wouldn't be able to show it, you know. It'd be and rated so, R. <laughs> yeah, it would be, it would be very difficult. But the thing that hit me was that Phil and Kay said, you know what, take, take my roughest moments take my darkest moments and you put it on a screen for the world to see. They have done that time and time again and your family has done that and opening up your world, you know, allowing the world to come into your living rooms to see, you know, not just the pretty parts, not just when everybody looks great, but to, to see the tough parts and the difficult moments. And I think that's the thing about the Robertson family that has changed my life. And I know it's changed the world's life, seeing people who really love Jesus, who don't claim to be perfect and let you into the real stuff. And so I think that is just, I think that's what's going to make the blind so impactful to the world. And, and I'm so thankful to Phil and Kay, but I'm so thankful to y'all. Like, you know, you are the downline of, of their commitment to the Lord. And it could have stopped in any one of your families. You could have decided, no, I, I don't want to be that open. I don't want to give the world access. But you didn't. And we're all so incredibly thankful that you didn't.
it's the darkest and hardest moments in life. I mean, I'm 52 years old. So I've had half of a century building up. And I mean, I understand now the wisdom in older people because I feel like I'm gaining more and more every year, not because of the good things that we are given in life. Mm -hmm. It is because of the hard times. And it's not just surviving the hard times, it's how you react to that adversity that really can propel you into being able to share that in an authentic way. Life is ongoing and it's full of difficult moments. And so it's how we react to those. And I hope that when people see the blind, that Jan, what the role that she played, she went to Bill Smith and said, please help me. Please help me and help my sister-in-law because we can hide this away. It's shameful. He's done things wrong. Kay, even reacting the way she did in the movie. I, I, I told Jace the first time, because we saw a rough cut a few weeks ago, and I was like, I don't like the way that they had your mom kind of combating him. I'm, I, she didn't do that. Jace said, oh, yes, she did. <laughs> she said they fought constantly. She was yelling at him. He said it was just constant chaos in our home. And so... We might think that sweet little Miss Kay wouldn't do that, but she was like that too, and God changed her life as well. Mm -hmm. So it is about the authenticity. Without authenticity, how are we going to reach the world? Yeah. Why, why will we, we even be able to share that we need Jesus? We all need Him every day. Absolutely. And I, and think, I think too that whenever your story um, or you, know, your, you and your husband's story, whenever that intertwines with God's story, that's what God uses mm -hmm. for other people. And if we're not out telling our story and telling how, um, how God redeemed us, then, then what was it for, yeah. you know? Um, I truly believe that my ministry now, um, Alan, I do a lot of, of um, marriage ministry, but then I also um, speak for a lot of pro-life events. And I believe that's why I am where I am is because God said, Lisa, take this and tell other people what I have done for you in your life, what I've redeemed you from, what I brought you out of and the darkness and tell people about the light because there's so many people that don't have hope. And so, you know, you may, you may go into something thinking this is going to be my ministry, but God says, nope, nope, that's not your ministry. Here's a ministry I want to give you. One of the things I, I wanted to make sure we got on camera, Kay is not here with us right now, but I would love for you guys to take a minute thinking about the blind, seeing it last night. What would you say to Kay? What would be your, your message to Kay? And you can take a minute of like to Kay after watching the blind. Thank you. That was not too hard. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking too. Just, I mean, just, yeah, thank you for the commitment and, you know, really showing Jesus you know, to, to your kids and Bill and the whole world just by loving him through the darkest and, and you know, letting God work through her. And when, she, when it became not about her and became about how do we glorify our Lord and Savior, you know, it, it became when you take yourself out of the equation and stop looking at you and how hard something is, is when you can actually, you know, be used by God in that way. And she showed us what real forgiveness looks like because, you know, she she really 
truly forgave Phil and didn't hold it over his head. Now she, you know, she loves to like pick at him, like, oh, you were mean. And it's like, she loves to say that kind of thing. But the way she lives her life and the way she loves him, she really, truly showed us what that looks like. And, um, and had she not done that, it wouldn't have worked. They would not have stayed together. And like Willie mentioned earlier, you know, he could have, he might've repented and turned his life around, but had she not forgiven, their family would not be together right now. And we would not all be sitting here right now. So that was such a key point. And also just her strength. I mean, to strength in the in her weakness, like in her lowest moment, in her lowest point, she still said, no, I've got boys to raise. I need to, I've, I've got to stick around for them. And, um, you know, she did, she did the really hard things and um, made it through it and lived to tell about it. And now she can come back and say like, hey, you can do it too. Like there, you're gonna have hard times. You're gonna experience these hard things. You're gonna have times when you're gonna have to forgive something really hard. There's gonna be times whenever you're gonna have to be the one repenting, but you can make it through. And it was just such a beautiful example to us. And we just feel so grateful. I feel so grateful to be her daughter-in-law. I love the fact that I mean, in the overall grand scheme of their story, yes, she forgave him and took him back. But I love the fact that the movie brought out that moment that we all know as, as family what she, what she did when she said, oh, no, no, you're not coming back. Not until you change your life. She wanted him back really badly to, to help her with the boys, to have a relationship with him. She loved him. But she said, not until you change your life and give it to Christ. And so I'm so glad that the movie depicted that moment because it wasn't just about, oh, good, he said he was sorry, he's coming home. There's so many abusive husbands, alcoholic husbands, terrible fathers that they, they keep letting him come back, the, the wife and the mother keep letting him come back without him truly changing his life and without him giving his life to Christ. That's, it would have been a totally different picture, more abuse, more alcohol, because all of that wears off. Mm-hmm. All of that, that um, immediate forgiveness, it's a honeymoon period from our ministry that we've been in forever, okay. dealing with abused women, dealing with all the, the kids, then being thrown out again, the cycle continues. Jesus is the only one that can break that cycle. And Kay knew that at the time, and that's when she said, no, I'm tired of, what was the line? I'm tired of, Uh, apologies. Mm -hmm. And so that's when, you know, Phil said, I got to do something different this time. So her strength, thank you, not just for, for the forgiveness, but the tough love and the strength of saying, you need something even I can't give you. And that's Jesus. Yeah. I think, I think my, mine would be thank you, but, and, and all of that ditto on all of that. But, um, I think mine would be thank you for choosing life because um, she was only 16 whenever she found out she was pregnant and they were not married. And so, um, you know, she could have taken the easy road and, and, you know, of course, people say it's easy. It's really not easy on your mental psyche, but, um, but she could have, you know, not had Alan and then... I wouldn't have my mate, you know, my soulmate. And so, you know, thank you for choosing life whenever you knew it was going to be a really hard road. And um, and then, you know, all the others, too, of, of just saying, 
yes to God. Because, you know, it's, it's easy to sit back and say, well, I've been hurt here and I've been hurt here and, and make excuses why you can't turn your life around and why you can't be an example and be the woman that you need to be, even in the midst of having a husband who is calling you names. You know, he used to call her Miss Holy Roller and all that kind of stuff, you know, once she once she said yes to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, she did it in the midst of all of um, the name calling and the being hateful, you know, that kind of stuff. And so just just thank you for being who you are, you know, and, and not being um, afraid to choose a tough road. Mm-hmm. I love all, all of your answers and they all attest to the fact that really and truly everything that Phil and Kay have done, are doing, your families are doing is for Jesus. <laughs> it's for the sole purpose that people might come to the knowledge that their life can be different, that they can be saved, they can be redeemed, they can be restored. And that really is the family ministry. And so I'm so thankful to all of you. I'm thankful to your your being boots on the ground in the kingdom. Um, I'm honored to get to walk through life with you beautiful ladies. And so I'm excited to see this, the blind come out. I'm excited to see this, just um, see what God does with this and His lives are changed. So thank you guys so much.